The views and ideas expressed in this program are views expressly of the people sharing them and not of the anchor or that of this broadcaster. All persons, juristic or natural, are to be held responsible for their own representations offered on this program by their agents and not this corporation. Any and all consumption of our conversational substance is entirely at your own discretion. Please be advised that this program airs subject matter that has the potential to destabilize and challenge your intellectual equilibrium. If you are excitable, profound caution when consuming our subject matter is advised. Participation in this program is a voluntary enterprise and as such is expected to be considered and deliberated on. Kindly note that, just as the anchor is, all participants, guests and callers are encouraged to engage in this our freedom of expression and any of our civil liberties responsibly. Naye Lupondwana on SAFM. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. Now we're celebrating authors. As you know that in this feature, we dedicate this feature to the celebration of our authors. And our author for today is Paul Nzimande. Paul Nzimande authored a book that I found rather interesting. The very title was remarkable. The Bible and Depression, straight into the point. And when you read the various points that he is making in his book, you get an understanding that perhaps... We have a long to long way to go as people of faith to understand matters of the human psyche. Joining us now is the author of the book, Paul Nzimande. The book is titled The Bible and Depression. Paul, good evening to you and welcome. Thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Paul Nzimande, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Ah, yes, evening, I can, Good evening. Good evening. Um, thank good you very much once again for agreeing to talk to us, sir. Um, a remarkable book, I must say. I really, really enjoyed reading it, even though I must say, with respect, it depressed me. But uh, <laughs> it's a good book to read nonetheless. It does open one's eyes. I had a few points of um, a dissension in the book, but we will not talk about that today. I want no you problem. to tell us, when you, when you speak about depression and the Bible, what do you want people to read the book and walk away with when they are done reading your book? Well, there's three things, really, that we want to achieve. The first one is we need to remove the stigma from mental health in general and depression in particular by pointing out that it's an age-old phenomenon. Even the people that are in the Bible, some of them that we really respect, uh, actually did struggle with it. And we just want to demystify this thing, destigmatize it, number one. Number two, we want to really just promote dialogue because the stigma made it a matter that was in the closet. Now, if you bring it out into the light, it becomes easier to find solutions and even just to find comfort. But thirdly, we wanted them to just encourage healing because a person ends up in their own closet depressed and they die alone. They're lonely, depressed, rejected, isolated, etc. And we're saying, let's come out into the open and let's look at various options of healing. And by the way, those options of healing are not exclusive. We're saying this thing of if you believe in the doctor, therefore you can use um, you, you, then the pastor is irrelevant or the pastor says you can't go to the doctor or you can't go to the psychologist. Whatever. Let's have a more inclusive approach. Mm. At the end of the day, the person at the center is the one that needs care. Yeah. And if they believe in the Bible, there's material that's relevant, yeah. but the book is saying the relevant material in the Bible doesn't make the psychologist wrong, nor should the psychologist believe that the person who believes in the Bible is, is, is necessarily wrong. Oh. 
Okay, okay. And I want to emphasize on that point that in this show, for, for example, we support people who are people of faith to use both the expert and their faith. We do not support on this show people taking one or the other. Both are good. They are both pairs of the same person. So I, I want to support that position from the very outset. Whatever happens in our conversation now, we must walk away knowing that we support what is posited by the book, that we must be people of faith, but we must take medication if we're, if we're given medication, or we must go through our therapy sessions if we're going through session. We support that. Now, talk to us about the Bible. Where do you find depression in the Bible, Paul? So, so, so well, the, the simplest one, if you go to Matthew 8, Luke 8, Mark 5, the story, you know the men who lived amongst the tombs? Yeah. Uh, that story, if you go to psychology and you do a little bit of uh, analysis on, on schizophrenia, that man's symptoms would fit very neatly into a typical, um, sorry, typical definition of schizophrenia. But um, there are other instances as well. So, for example, if you look at Cain and Abel, Genesis chapter 4, mm. that story, it, it, it defines, you know, God talks to Cain and says, Cain, why are you so downcast? That statement, downcast, you see, the thing is, there's a lot of depression in the Bible if you use the later versions of the Bible, but the older versions, KJV, NIV, and, and, and they don't use the word depression, they use other words, mm. that if you understand what's behind those words, then you understand that they actually mean depression. But also other parts of the Bible. So chapter three of Job, for example, mm. Job was Job is a popular story. But in chapter three, he's already uh, um, having suicidal ideations. He's cursing the day he was born. He wishes he had not been born. So he has suicidal ideation. He has a death wish. And 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 those are all parts and parcel of a condition of depression. But let me wrap up by saying, funny enough. For your information and your interest, I propose Adam and Eve were actually highly depressed yeah. <laughs> after their sin. <laughs> yeah. the, the man, the demoniac in the gravesite, was depressed. Adam he and was Eve, schizophrenic more. He was more schizophrenic. Okay, he was schizophrenic. Um, uh, Job was depressed. Um, yeah. uh, Adam and Eve. Hey, that's a, that's a great that's a great spectrum of diagnosis you're offering there. I can, I can tell you, Apostle Paul was in depression at some point. So that's why he says, we are pressed on all sides, but we are not crushed. You know, that pressed, pressed, depressed. And, and that's depression? Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, when 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 Elijah, the great prophet, is sitting there by the brook and says, you know what, I'm the only one left. I wish I would, Lord, just take me now, now, now. That suicidal ideation is at the depth of depression. I can count the number of people in the Bible. A number. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we agree that what you're talking about there, Paul, is is isn't really biblical. It's it's you being liberal with the text, yeah? Okay. Let me let me let me take a very simple example. Okay. Let's take Saul, right? King Saul. When King Saul was in trouble, a, a spirit came over him, but his behavior was typically bipolar. 
the one minute he was happy and dancing and everything, the next minute he wa- he wanted to kill uh, David and 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 was uh, throwing things at him. So 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 what? It's not liberality with the text. It's taking understanding what are the symptoms of this particular condition and then reading in the text and reading out of the text the symptoms and therefore drawing parallels. I must hasten, I must hasten to say, proper scientific diagnosis of these conditions is limited to experts. And I am using the word uh, in inverted commas liberally because I'm not qualified to offer a diagnosis. We have not taken these people through a clinical diagnosis. Therefore, in that sense, I agree with you. But in another sense, I'm saying quite liberally, if you take the symptoms and you understand what the symptoms are and you look at those characters and what they are exhibiting, you Mm -hmm. can quite safely say this matches that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I sat in another seminar a long time ago, a long time ago there, Paul, um, where the therapist there was distinguishing between being uh, in a bad mood and being depressed. And uh, yes. this therapist was simply stating, you can, you can have mood swings. Mood swings yes. does not mean that you are clinically disturbed in one way or the other. Yes. Um, uh, when you are diagnosed, it simply it, it then goes to the core of your chemical imbalance and so forth and so forth and so forth. I'm not a therapist. I won't even try to be as, as clinical as she was. I'm curious now to ask you, when you look at all these situations, how do you know that when uh, Kane's face was downcast, he was not just in a sad, in a sad state. He was just sad. He was not depressed. As I said, you, you, we use in this book, we use these expressions liberally, but with, with a certain degree of science to it. So, so, so we offer the basis for our conclusion. And one of the basis is that uh, extreme depression causes people to become murderers. With, so respect, with the, respect there, Paul, there is no way you can talk about science, about something that you have not examined yourself. Um, it, it's impossible for you to look at Bible characters and then you're saying there is a degree of science and yet there is no one who has ever examined any of them. Surely that was also being... I'm going to nicely, I'm going to very politely disagree with you. Go ahead. Go science, ahead. science is not about you have the object of study here and now and you must analyze it here. Science is about there are specific facts that can be compared and the results can be replicated in different conditions. Which in now, this case I'm... you will never be able to replicate any of these of those results. When we're looking at these characters, these are characters who are not here to give us all the answers to the questions we would have in a questionnaire in order, in order for them to tick all the boxes but, to, but... to qualify for a schizophrenic or a, a, a bipolar person or a depressed we, person, all of if those. If we went with your argument, yeah. if we went with your argument, I wouldn't have passed my psychology because when I was doing my majors, uh, my majors in psychology, and we were studying schizophrenia, I would have said to the lecturer, "No, sorry, I can't conclude on what schizophrenia is because I don't have a person in front of me." We're to not talking about it. the concept; we're talking about the application of the concept to the person. So remember, we're and talking about you saying Cain was depressed, and yet you have never examined Cain. Quite frankly, and I'm saying, and yeah. I'm saying, he is a case study for depression. But you cannot now, study something if you have no way of examining it. The very nature of studying is to be no, able to but examine. By definition, inf- that's what a case study is. By definition, that is what a case study is. 
let's, let's try that again. When I'm <laughs> when you're talking about Cain, we yes. are talking about a person who exists only in the lines of the text. We don't right. know. We, there is no way we could interview him and find out some of the things that are required to satisfy the definition of depression, bipolar, schizophrenia, or any of the diagnoses you're offering here. And I'm suggesting to you, even today in South African courts or any other jurisdiction, you'd be laughed outside the court if you were to say, "I'm going to give a, 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 a diagnosis of somebody I've never examined." That's outside. Firstly, ludicrous. Firstly. Yeah. I did not say it's a diagnosis, and I was very specific that diagnosis can Why bring in science into it? Because you're giving the impression that it is a diagnosis when you're saying it is it has a degree I'm, of I'm science. I'm using the word, and I'm using the word case study precisely because a case study allows you to take a certain set of facts, test them against theory, and say, does it satisfy the conditions of theory? It is that simple. No, not quite frankly, it's not. Um, <laughs> but I don't. I don't want us to 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 digress again. Again, in your book, you're calling it the the Bible and depression. Yes. Can we agree that all of the examples that you cite are examples that are again? You're saying it's a case study. I'm saying it's not. In academics, we are not told that that's a case study unless you have done some way, you have some way of studying it. But hey, that's what you're saying. I'm okay with that. I'm not going to argue with you on that. Can you agree that the examples that you're using here in the Bible are examples that could also pass as somebody being sad in a bad mood? Well, there are versions of the Bible, and I would and I would encourage you just into the Bible, just into Google, and type the word depression and type Bible verse. You will find many verses in the later versions of the Bible where it is straightforward called depression. With respect, sir, I can go to the Bible now and type the word camera and Bible, and it will give me many verses still. That doesn't give any, that, that, that's not an answer to anything. I want us to talk about the examples you cited in your book. In the book, in your yes. book, you have cited examples that I'm suggesting to you that the conclusions you are arriving at are conclusions that are not dependable in terms of science. There is no way we could use at least the text as even a reference for any study of psychology. I, with respect, would differ with you, sir. Okay, and, okay, um, okay. Precisely my academic background yeah. is the one that exactly justifies me saying we use biblical text as case studies to draw out nuggets of wisdom, to draw out parallels, to draw out issues of application. That is why the simplest way to prepare Bible sermon yeah. is to use an approach called SOAP, acronym SOAP. You say, what is the scripture? What is the SO? What is the observation of that scripture? A, what is the application? Number P, what is the prayer point? So unless we took scriptures, made observations, and then applied them to real life, all scripture would be irrelevant. But the Bible says, and this is in the first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 10 and 11, it says, these things were written for our instruction. So everything that is in the Bible is written so that we can learn from it. That is precisely the object of scripture. All right. I'm going to invite you. I'm going to have my producer invite you so that we can have this conversation uh, for an hour because right now we're just having uh, uh, spitballing. Uh, before I let you go there, uh, uh, Paul, uh, Jesus. Was Jesus suffering from a mental illness? Was he depressed at any point? I beg your pardon? Jesus. Was Jesus depressed? Did he have any mental I issues himself? If you read
read the book, I indicated how I came to the conclusion that it appears that I was actually in depression. Because when I looked at it, and I was out of it at that point in time, but I looked at it, this is a place I go to very often. And it's a very dark place. And, 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 and so eventually I thought, no, man, let me study this thing further. And you will see, I write very clearly in my introduction what prompted me to write the book. Yeah, it's I need you to give me that answer. Was yes. Jesus depressed? I beg your pardon? Was Jesus depressed? At some point, Jesus says, I am heavy to the point of death when he is in Mount Gethsemane. So he did have that, that, that experience, yes. It is one again, of the things uh, great Paul, my, my time is out. Cross. My time is running yes. out. I need you to just give that answer. Was Jesus depressed? He dealt with depression and he took it to the cross. It is one of the conditions that afflicted him when he was in Mount Gethsemane. All right. We're going to leave it right there. Um, my time is up. Paul, please accept my invitation to have this uh, a longer conversation on mental health and the scriptures for an hour at least. Is that okay, Thank you, Paul? sir. At your, at your, at your, at your uh, service. All right. Thank you very much. My producer will call you next year. Uh, we're running out of time this year. <laughs> we have so many programs have to do this year. But my producer will call you for next year. All right. Thank you very much, Paul. Paul Nzimande.